1: but it's something which is, I think, again, very important to reflect upon. This is The City, an hour dedicated to a critical discussion of urban issues. Welcome to the city for Thursday, and for Tuesday, excuse me, Tuesday, March 27th. Uh, I'm your host, Andy Longhurst, and uh, for the next hour, we're going to be talking about uh, Night School, uh, a program that's launching an event, uh, hopefully to be a monthly event, um, which is Academia, uh, with its uh, shirt unbuttoned, um, a sort of... uh, Academic, non-academic environment and a space uh, for ideas to be exchanged, ideas to be exchanged and uh, for people to engage in discussions. So we'll be talking uh, with the organizers of night School, uh, which launches on Thursday. so stay with us. And we're going to get right into the discussion on the city here on CITR 101.9 FM. I have four lovely guests in in the studio um, to talk about night school. And uh, we're all packed in here um, in the CITR booth. And I'm going to have them go around and introduce themselves. um, And maybe uh, while they introduce themselves, add uh, why they got involved um, in this series um, and, and why they think it's important important. So um, everyone's pointing to each other, trying to figure <laughs> out who, who's going to go first. Um, should we start? Uh... I think we
2: should start with Jamie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, Jamie's the instigator oh. Oh, in many you. ways. Um, hello. My name is Jamie Kendall Ward. Um, I'm a student
3: at UBC at the moment. Um, I transferred up from uh, Langara this is my first year at at UBC. Um but the oh wow. Um <laughs> hello radio. Um so essentially um I mean, all of us had had it kind of the 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 sparks of this idea in our head um on our own and which is why we've been so successful getting together and um making it happen um, and I'm I'm really glad that um, that it, it could have been me and a couple other people who were making those connections and I feel like um, that was essentially what I was doing but I, I, I called these guys and um, essentially told them this idea <laughs> that I'd had and they were all like we, we've had the same idea too and essentially um, what happened is that I my story is that I'm I'm the first in my family to really uh, spend any time um, in post-secondary school, um, which is great. And uh, university is something that you do that's really independent to you, and it's really amazing. Um, but I I got into the habit of coming to school and living this, this life of a, a university student, and then over the winter breaks and the summer breaks, going to visit my family in the interior and they'd ask me what I was doing in school, and I'd just be like, yeah, I know, learning stuff. And um, talking theory with with um, someone who fixes trucks all day is, is um, great if you can translate it, and difficult if you can't. Um, so last semester, <laughs> my sister got a cell phone plan that let her text me for free, and so there wasn't this separation with me just being immersed in school and then going and talking about other things we were we were in constant contact and she kept asking me what I was learning and I kept being unable to communicate with her what it was um, because there's such an immersion and, and and you you learn these critical thinking skills and and this new language um, and the inability to translate that to people who are not in academia um, was too much. So I called these people and was like, we need to do something. Um, <laughs> and then we did something. <laughs> um, that's my story, but there's three other
2: people here, so uh, let's, that's me. <laughs> Jeannie has a tendency to call people up and go, hey, I've got an idea. <laughs> Let's get it in order. So uh, thanks, Jamie, (laughs) (laughs) for bringing us all together on this one. Uh, My name is Robin Fulvik, and I've got a background in women's studies and history, and I've organized um, some symbolic weeks of free education in the past. It's something that I'm really passionate about, and I somewhat mirror what Jamie was saying about the difficulty translating academic knowledge into something that is um, more widely accessible for people that don't have specialized language. You know, it's pretty hard to discuss some of these things if you use that language, but you could also find very real-world examples to, uh, to get your message across. But I think one of the motivations for me was just wanting to create spaces where we're taking the ideas that we're thinking about, And meeting with people that are also having ideas that are perhaps happening outside of university settings, outside of more formal settings, and doing a bit of a skills-slash-knowledge exchange, and trying to really foster those public spaces and the import- and recognizing the importance of those sp- public spaces for people to come together and it's also uh, partly the process is really interesting as well just kind of going through and learning how to organize events and work with people so uh, it's kind of a two-pronged thing where we're learning how to put on events and we're actually engaged and active in our community but then there's that other part where it is people getting together to talk about ideas and hopefully become activated and engage themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I come from. Great.
4: Um, My name's Carly. I'm an urban geography student and also environmental sciences. Um, And I'm from the interior of British Columbia. And I have moved around quite a bit trying to figure out, I guess, what I wanted to do and who I am as a person. And then I moved here and got this really great community of friends that I really, really loved. And... Then I realize like being more of like I guess an educated person really segregates you from a lot of people that you used to know or people in your family and I think that's um, a really sad state that society has kind of gone through and so I think it's nice that we are able to put on lectures that are accessible to anybody and um, in any form like not discriminate against anybody if it's wealth or status or anything like that, and just all come together and have a great night and learn something.
5: Well, I'll, I'll go next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Emiliano Sepulveda, if you must know. Um, I have a bit of a different background from these guys. Um, I graduated from Emily Carr a few years ago, um, and I'm an artist. Uh, so part of part of how I am perceiving this whole. Exchange and process is kind of through an artistic lens, and I've been thinking about—I've uh, been partly thinking about this as kind of like a social art practice, um, and it, it's also the, um its also the—I also come from like a similar kind of um, perspective for as everybody else, in that I kind of see this kind of um, disconnect between. Um, uh, like what I'm learning and like what, you know, being able to communicate that with everybody else around me. Um, but also there's there's kind of a, um, after I graduated, there was kind of like a, a feeling of alienation that set in, uh, of, well, what do I do now? And, um, you know, I've been thinking about grad school, but grad school also kind of has like this... Um, it, there's kind of this false, this well, what I perceive as this kind of like cur- like currency behind grad school that um, a lot of people put a lot of stock into it. But then you know you go through it, and there's this expectation that you'll go through it and you'll get a job at the end of it, and it's not really like um, they're not really like the the uh, the onus or, or the the focus on it isn't isn't put as much on the learning for its own sake and it's for its own rewards and, uh, you know, for the betterment of the individual, of yourself. Um, but really as like some a means to get a job. So I kind of was hoping to create, uh, to take part in creating something that was sort of like grad school or sort of like a school in a sense where, you know, this ongoing learning happens continuously through this like process. Um, but, you know I wouldn't have to there wouldn't be this kind of pressure of having to like um, like churn out some sort of thesis for some paper for or for some piece of paper at the end where um you know once I'm, do- I'm done with it and I'm like several thousand more dollars in debt um you know i'll be I'll be left kind of wondering and shaking my head like well, what do I do now again um, so uh, yeah, I think that's kind of my perspective on it. Um, Great. Yeah. Um, now, does somebody
1: want to uh, run through what's actually on the program? <laughs> so I know. in theory.
0: Yeah.
1: I,
2: <laughs> in theory.
1: Um, and, go ahead. And all the specifics.
3: Yeah. Okay, so first I'll, I'll talk about Thursday. So, we are having our inaugural... Um, night of talks on Thursday and it's at the Rhizome Cafe which is at uh, Kingsway and Broadway and we hope to work with the Rhizome um, like more in the future and, and as an ongoing thing because it's a really um, it's a really great space if you don't know it you should google it um, they're they're really into um being active in the community and and creating a space for people to come together and to use for really great reasons. Um, and so on Thursday, um, at seven o'clock, we have our first night of talks and the format is, um, a couple of short lectures. Um, we have, um, a couple people who are writing, one of them is writing her master's and the other one is writing her doctorate. Not that that Matters, but they um they're both in the process of of learning the things that they are learning, so they're really excited. And so they're going to come and talk to us um, for a short while about um, their topics. Um, and then uh, we have a feature lecturer who is uh, his name is Colin Mills, and he is a um, instructor at Langara um, and and an incredible teacher. And I had a conversation with him. A couple of years back, where he told me why he teaches at Langara and not at UBC, and and the reason he does so is because um, he's not he's not a researcher and he's not a writer and he's not like a a, a, he doesn't want to be paid to to think and to publish. He wants to teach, and so um, he's giving a lecture um, about some geography related things, um, but about our sense of um, community and society and the individual and the the connotations we put on all those words um which I think is really a- appropriate for our first lecture mm-hmm. um as we're going to look at kind of how we see ourselves yeah, um Absolutely. And the the format is um like I said it's pretty laid back we're going to try to have as much discussion as we can for the people who want to who feel comfortable discussing um this is a beer yes event. So um <laughs>
2: Which thought
3: that was very important. Yes. We,
2: we built that one in. Yeah. At, at a
1: licensed venue. <laughs> at a
2: licensed venue, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and But it
1: is also all ages.
5: Yeah, it is yeah, also yeah. all ages. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, when we first
3: came together, we were talking about um where would we would host these things and we talked about living rooms and and parks for some things and um there are lectures that happen in, you know, the basements of community centers, which is totally great and totally legitimate. But it's a it's a it's a different atmosphere. And yeah. um, I mean, when there's like think of all of the musical or poetry open mics that you're aware of in Vancouver and how if you're not sure what to do on a Monday, you go to an open mic, you know, or or something like that. And we're we're we hoped to exist in in that atmosphere like in in that space where you, you you don't kind of you know pull the the a date off the bottom of a sheet on a bulletin board and maybe go or maybe not and maybe just do your laundry like you're like it's a it's a it's a much more social mm-hmm. um event
0: yeah
1: a- anything else to add? Or do you want to... Does somebody want to finish going through the uh, agenda or the the class schedule?
5: <laughs> well, um, one of the other uh, people that um, that Jamie mentioned is a woman named Leanne Beveridge. Um, I've ac- actually... Um, I'm not... I don't know this woman too much, but um, apparently, uh, which... You know, apparently the topic that she's going to be writing about or talking about, which is her thesis, is radical lesbian and gay picture books. <laughs> which, you know, just all those words together <laughs> kind of like, really, like, jumped out at me. It was like, wow, like, that sounds fantastic. And, um, yeah, so, um, and then we have Leah Horlick. Um, and some,
3: yeah, um, yeah, and I, sorry, I know a little bit more about um, Leah um, Beverage, the the picture books um, writer. She, um, it, it's kind of like it sounds. She's she's talking about um, um, it, like uh, the discussion of um, homosexual relationships in children's books, and um, and she really she picks it apart um, in a really interesting way. In that um, a lot of the picture books are are actually really. Like normalizing, Mm -hmm. and so she she gives it really good insight Um, and then our other lecturer Leah Horlick um, is a creative writer at um, UBC, she's doing her masters in creative writing, Um, and her topic is No More Utopia Violence Between Queer Women in Feminist Poetry Um, and um, just like we're trying to fill a gap with this lecture, um, she's trying to fill a gap in the literature that she found around um um any sort of writing on um, relationships um between women specifically, which are always um kind of uh advertised to be these sort of um kind of perfect loving sort of sisterly spaces, and where in reality you know any people who are interacting with each other there's there's space for power struggles and abuse there so she's she's doing her um her master's is going to be a book of poetry um which kind of like our initiative is trying to bridge that gap as well between um like academic literature and something that you can find online or in a bookstore and if you're in that situation that you could that there is something available to you so that's what she'll be talking about
1: Cool. Well, let's take a quick break, um, but when we come back, I want to talk more about um, spaces of dialogue and spaces of discussion um, and how we can think of um, spaces throughout our cities, um, not necessarily academic institutions, but we can think of alternative spaces um, for engaging in, in theory or uh, literature or whatever it is. Um, And I think this is a perfect example of that. So uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be be back with that.
3: The federal government is trying to ram through a set of electronic surveillance laws that will invade your privacy and cost you money. The plan is to force every phone and internet provider to surrender our personal information to authorities without a warrant. The worst part of their invasive, all-encompassing surveillance scheme is that you have to pay for it out of your own pocket. Send Ottawa a message by signing the petition at stopspying.ca. That's www.stopspying.ca. Thank you. UBC student knows that the year begins optimistically, but by the end of it, you're ready for a little Any smart UBC student will therefore know that it's best to get your tickets early to the annual AMS Block Party. Featuring Mother Mother, Mastercraft, DJ Headspin, The Boom Booms, and more, Thursday, April 5th on the McInnes Field, your AMS brings you the fifth year of music, partying, and hopefully some sunshine. Early bird tickets available at the outpost until March 9th, and general tickets available thereafter. For more info, search for the AMS Block Party on Facebook. The fifth annual AMS Block Party is proudly sponsored by CITR.
1: And welcome back to the City on CITR 101.9 FM. We're streaming live at citr.ca, and uh, you can also find us Shaw Cable 88.5. And uh, if you have any questions um, or you want to join the discussion, you can certainly call in 604-822-2487, UBC-CITR. And uh, we're going to continue our discussion. Um, I'm talking with the organizers of Night School, a new series um, and forum for discussion um, and an exchange of ideas sort of an academia uh, with its shirt unbuttoned um, which I think is a great way to put it and that's, that's the way I'm taking taking a, a line from what, what they've used um, and it's basically providing a space for people to come um, have a beer, hear a lecture um, ask questions and engage in discussions um, about some often some very serious issues, um, but in a way that's, I think, fun and ultimately trying to inspire people um, about talking about these issues. So I, I think it's, uh, it's, really, it's really cool, and it's something that I'm, I'm really excited about. I wanted to ask you, um, if Matt Hearn, um, a local urbanist, and he wrote a book a number of years ago called Deschooling Our Lives... Um, And he, uh, in many ways, argues that we need to look um, beyond traditional forms of education that we've come to know, look beyond institutions um, for education and knowledge production. I guess my question is, do we need to basically kind of look beyond institutions, or should we look at reforming and engaging with them? Um, Is it a mix? Um, How does this play out, And, and... really what um, how does night school fit into all of this
0: hmm.
5: um, well why don't I throw and jump in there I don't uh, well my thoughts You guys, maybe you guys have some um, other thoughts about this but I kind of I kind of feel like that's kind of too big of a question to mm-hmm. kind of really break down into any sort of workable usable chunk for, for us mm-hmm. within this like um at, at least like um i i guess uh, um the way I, i'd been approaching it at least is is not really like um a tear down your old institutions and like burn your cities kind of thing mm-hmm. um or or like a reforming uh you know your like how you conceive of institutions but really um this separate kind of Thing that's not maybe not really an institution, but just something that's more permeable, and um, where um, you know, like there there are six of us who are organizing it, but um, we kind of hope it to be the kind of thing where like anybody who's interested in talking about whatever it is that they have might have some sort of expertise on or some sort of like s- specialized knowledge of they they could approach us and. Um, and say like, hey, like I think this would be a good thing to uh, to talk about, or at least interesting, you know. Um, so you know, really just like providing a, an all, like a space for that kind of thing, um, rather than like creating a whole new institution.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the essentially the question that you just asked is something that we. Um, have we've sort of been like wrestling with that since we we first came together um not stating it exactly that way but um when we were talking about what form that we would take um w- there was like are we are we um are we are we reaching the people who would love to be in an academic setting but have barriers to university or are we reaching the people who um would love to learn things but just can't put it in any sort of formalized um idea um because that it's too much of a a barrier just even you know existing at that level and um and we these questions we didn't really we haven't really answered yet <laughs> we just um but we're we, a very new group by yes. the way <laughs> um but we we just found it, it was important the the thing that that we decided on was just to to have a space and to just start these conversations was um the most important for us now and um you know we outlined the lectures for the first night and they are all like very deeply academic um which i think reflects much more on um kind of where we are right now like we 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 started out with people that we have connections with and and um a good portion of the group is really like in school right now um but we uh like Emiliano said um we're hoping to talk with um like musicians on musicianship and um you know activists on activism and um And to have it be
2: just like a a sharing of ideas. And I I just wanted to follow up on something that Emiliano said as well about, you know, if people feel inspired by this idea, and of course they exist. This sort of idea exists, and people are organizing lecture series, and they're organizing discussion groups and living room lectures and that sort of thing. But there might be people that don't. And if they learn about this, and, and perhaps they're in a different neighborhood... But they've got their own group of friends that they think are pretty smart or that have interesting skills. Well, then maybe they could contact us and get some sort of guidance on the organizational process. We can help advertise for them. But then it's another pod in another neighborhood, which is really, I think, what we want to see is we want people to kind of take charge of learning and realize that they can learn. It just doesn't have to be in one standardized format. And, And I'd love to play with the format. I'd love to have... Um, some playing with pedagogy and a lecture, and then we do an art project based on that lecture, and then we do a you know kind of guerrilla install somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know. And and I'd love to see that way of translating knowledge even further. So it's sort of we've got the knowledge, the knowledge is transferred, and then it's translated through art or through music or through poetry, uh, and just kind of grows in different ways. I'd I'd love to see that happen.
3: And and Robin. Um has organized, um, I went on one of them, she she organizes things like um, historical walks and historical walking tours. Um, so she's really involved in just um, all the dynamic ways that you can interact with um, the places you know and the things that you know. And um, um, something like a historical walking tour sounds like. You know, something that you would do in a sun hat in a city that you don't live in. Um, but it's actually it's it's in it's incredible to it's incredibly empowering to know something about something that you didn't before. And mm-hmm. um, this walking tour that I went on um, with Robin and. Uh, what was the gentleman's name? Oh, like? Dale McCartney. <laughs> Dale McCartney. Um, it was through the downtown east side, and it was about um, like labor history mm-hmm. in um, that part of Vancouver. And and now I I go down there, and I know what buildings have been used for, you know, before and and right now um, we live, um, not you know not universally, of course, but um, the the kind of the dominant culture is is kind of ahistorical at the moment. Like we we kind of um, want we we sort of we want to get all the things and do all this stuff, um, but in this this kind of powerless way, right? Like we're being we're being sort of um um like sold this image of ourselves and and something that um, I know a, a couple of no schoolers. Um, who just have the sense of of personal power um, from knowing that if there is something to be figured out, they can figure it out, and if there's a book to be read, then they can read that book, and if they there's a skill to be learned, they can learn the skill, and and that's the fact that that's not more widespread is is you know, something that is saddening and that should be changed. Yeah, well,
1: (laughs) I mean, places like universities, uh, just going back to where we acquire knowledge, in many ways, well, one, you've got barriers like tuition, but in other ways, they're not necessarily um, located in places that are accessible um, geographically in cities. Um, So I think that certainly plays into it. So I... I almost think having having hubs for discussion, having, um, I mean, I think in many ways, community centers to some extent serve as this, but again, a lot of their classes are all fee-based, right? So you have um, opportunities to learn, but it's very much if you're, you know, if you have a certain income, uh, it's accessible. So I think it's, it's not necessarily universally um, available. Um, so yeah i don't I don't necessarily know where he's going with that, but I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to throw that out there as you're talking about learning the labor history of the downtown east side or I think his i mean I think knowledge is all around us, and I think we can choose to engage with it or choose to engage with history or um, mm-hmm. yeah
3: and the another another thing that happens with um like often i mean the one of the reasons we picked the name night school is because um you you think of I mean we it, it's a subversion of course um but you kind you go to night school to sort of there's this idea that you're like you
5: maybe working towards something exactly to get you out
3: of, so like you whatever. you have a day job but you're going to night school and, and it's sort of this it, there's this idea of self-improvement um but a lot of um learning happens hand in hand with um certification um and we're, we're just trying to, to step as far away from that as we can. Um, and so, I mean, the reason that we're doing it in, like, a, a licensed venue is because there's... You, you associate music with socializing and um, beer and and friends <laughs> and experience. And you associate learning with... Sitting
5: in a classroom of maybe at a university like UBC, a classroom of like two hundred people. Yeah. And maybe maybe engaging, maybe not. Maybe yeah. just looking at your Facebook.
3: And then and then and then writing papers to prove something to get a thing to say that you have done something. You know, like you don't like learning is for um
4: Kind of,
3: yeah exactly it's for everyone yeah and and um some of my my best conversations have been you know after a, like a sharing a six pack and i think that i've i've <laughs> learned probably some important things in bars and and there's no reason anyone else shouldn't
1: okay um let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be back uh, this is the city on CITR 101.9 FM, and we're talking about Night School, uh, which launches um, this Thursday. What is the date? I guess the, the 29th. 29th, okay. Um, I am scatterbrained. Seven o'clock. Scatterbrain. Um,
3: uh, doors at six? Seven. No, 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 no. Six Starts 30. at 7. Starts 7. 30. 7 o'clock.
5: Starts <laughs> so at 6.
2: Don't be late. 6.30. Um, it's okay if you're late. You won't get Do you attention. get disciplined? <laughs> We're taking well, a
5: well, yardstick.
2: <laughs>
3: and a dunce cap.
2: No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You the coach.
1: We're back on the city CITR one hundred one point nine FM, broadcasting from the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada, and you're also hearing us streaming live at CITR.ca. And uh, just to go back to our conversation, what do you guys hope to achieve out of? Um, and th- maybe that came off. <laughs> what's the What's the final product? But what's What are you anticipating to try to? create out of this and Emiliano you're talking about seeing this as almost a social art project mm-hmm. um, how do you evaluate? I mean <laughs> not everything has to be evaluated but <laughs> obviously you want to see people come out and enjoy themselves but um, I guess yeah' we're, what do you what what are you trying to do and what are you trying to create out of this and is it something you hope to sustain or maybe see it spread or is this
2: <laughs> well i think i think what i said earlier about if it would inspire other people to create yeah. pods i mean that's one accomplishment right there yeah. if it me, you know if it's a matter of us as individuals learning skills for organizing these types of events of events when we move off and scatter in a couple of years if we take those skills with us into another community and start building engaged uh, networks to connect with, to work with, to speak to. I, I mean, that, that for me is a serious accomplishment. But also if we can bring people that are teaching and learning together, even if it's only for a short span of time, I think that that's very transformative because learning and knowledge is something that you can't really have taken away from you. So if you do have that opportunity to engage with dialogue and take that with you at the end of the day, for me, that's a success. I don't know about the rest of you, but...
4: I would say it's probably about right. Like, I'm more interested in making an open community um, where people from anywhere or any age or any gender or anything like that can just get together and enjoy each other's company and enjoy doing something all together and creating relationships across a city that, you know, is when you first move here, really hard to get into any form of community or lifestyle it's in Vancouver, I think. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. That that brings up an interesting point. Um, I guess in many ways it's interesting, I moved to Vancouver and did my last two years of high school here and I look at, um, moved here with my parents, and I look at um their experience, and I think because they weren't in school, it was. It's. I mean, it still is at that age in your life. It's much more difficult to meet people, um, and that's something that I am very grateful for. Is having um, having school to create that sense of structure um, for that social interaction um, and those friendships that that inherently have come out of that. Um, I guess in many ways, it's also doing something like night school is a way to build community. Um, and it, in many respects, you don't necessarily have to have certification um, to say that, you know, I can, I can teach you this or I know this because I have the certification. Um, I think we can always use those skills and engage with people that have certain certifications. But um, I think sharing knowledge and sharing skills and there are spaces all around the city um it, you know the bike kitchen our community bikes purple thistle center um that that attempt to do this and i think it is about ultimately about building community
5: yeah definitely i think um uh one of the outcomes that i was kind of in you know that was kind of popping up in my head with this is is really like um hoping to foster a, a culture of learning um mm-hmm. so like for example you know like if when you talk about like pl- like different places and like things you would the people there do um you know like in ancient Rome you would go to the baths or like um in uh in like like ancient Baghdad, you would go to the library or something, or like, uh, or like France, you would drink some wine or I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like,
3: yeah, like, that's
5: all you do in France. Yeah, that's all you do, really. I I, I don't know. I'm not French, but um, yeah. So uh, and yeah, there and there are all these spaces that you mentioned, and all all these different opportunities to. To really foster learning in a lot of people who are are not in academia or not in some sort of formalized learning thing, but um, you know, having it having this kind of be a a, um, a space to kind of like foster this kind of um, enjoyment and like pleasure, taking pleasure in learning across like a, a wide range of people. Um, and hopefully, like generating, like creating this new culture within the city.
3: Yeah, and then on a, on a really small, like micro level too. Um, it's, I mean, there's there there are a lot of things that go on in Vancouver, and and um, and the the community is something that is is constantly being created, kind of all the time. And so, I think at the the very smallest level, where we're kind of thinking like you you get back what you put out so at the very least we are like we are putting out there this idea that we can come together and we can learn things and we can gather and we can talk and so um, like to be a part of a larger social movement of learning um, takes just doing things like like this, like just you know, having a lecture in your living room, having a lecture at Rhizome, um, going for a walk, meeting people, saying hi to someone in the park, you know. Um, have a cob building workshop. Have a cob. Why not? I know, <laughs>
2: know someone who had a um, uh, absolutely. Yeah. No, it would be great. Mm-hmm.
3: I know somebody who just put on a um, grow potatoes in a burlap sack on oh, the nice. back porch <laughs> workshop, and you know, and and um, grow a garden on a um, a pallet workshop and and there's like there's a lot of things going on and um, and the the difference is knowing that or or not you know and so we're hoping to spread the spread the word
1: we're gonna have to wrap it up um, for some reason my mic that's better I don't know my mic's been sort of awful night so um, not off but <laughs> sounding weird so um <laughs> quickly, uh, before we have to go, do you guys want to provide a rundown of everything or the, the, the nitty gritty details, uh, for the program?
3: Yes. Okay. So, um, we, so it's at seven o'clock the, it starts at seven at Rhizome, which is at, uh, Kingsway and, uh, Broadway, uh, doors are open at six, um, it's five to ten donation at the door but no one is turned away you just come and show up um, we're on Facebook so you can come and check that out uh, at facebook.com slash van city night school uh, so the things that you should know is rhizome uh, come early so you can get seats um, shows at seven um, Van City night school on Facebook uh, I should also add that the proceeds to the show um, it is by donation, and we'd liked we like the idea of having free education, but we also like the idea of supporting Rhizome as a space. Um, and so we have the the by donation uh, door um, is all the proceeds um, go to rhizome cafe to keep that space going um because that's that's an important element of everything that we've been talking about
1: stellar well thank you guys all so much for coming in and i'm sure thursday will be a success i'll be awesome. there and i'm really looking forward to it thanks
5: for
0: having
3: us yeah,
2: thank, thank you, you so awesome. much
1: absolutely uh flex your heads coming up next this is citr 101.9 fm and uh, you can find the city at the cityfm.wordpress.com and uh, this podcast will be uploaded shortly to that website, as well as CITR.ca. We're going to end with the thermals here on CITR, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday uh, for another edition of The City. Thanks so much, and uh see you soon.
3: You cannot spell discord or without disco. And to disco is to attend or dance at such a club or party. Attend the Discorder fundraiser March
5: 29 at the Biltmore Cabaret. There will be bands, swag, a silent auction, and more. Disco with Discorder, March 29
2: at the Biltmore and keep that magazine from CITR Radio and print.